It's the Locked On Flyers podcast for Monday, January 1st, your daily dose of Flyers news, analysis, and high-quality content that is wishing everybody a happy new year. Happy new year, everybody. We're going to get into the Flyers versus the Kraken and Flames, talk World Juniors, and our nemesis of the week. Your Locked On Flyers, your daily podcast on the Philadelphia Flyers. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Hey there, and thanks for making Locked On Flyers your first listen every day. I am Rachel Donner. You can find me on the app formerly known as Twitter at rmiriam. I'm here as always with Russ Cohen, who's on all your favorite social media apps at Sportsology. We are at Locked On Flyers on Instagram, Threads, Blue Sky, and Twitter as well. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $150 in bonus bets with any winning $5 money line bet. That's $150 if your team wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash Locked On to get started. We are over on YouTube or on the SiriusXM app or anywhere you listen to podcasts. Subscribe to get our latest episode as soon as it's available here on the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. Russ, uh, not a great continuation to the road trip thus far. This weekend was a little rough. Uh, losing to both the Kraken, uh, that one in overtime, and then uh, straight out in regulation versus the Flames. And I think, you know, from a, a lineup perspective, this illness thing is really starting to be a burden, not just for the Flyers, but I think around the league, mm-hmm. there's been some issues with it. You know, Carter Hart was sick for all that time. Um, and, you know, we... We had talked about Urson battling dehydration and heart having to come back in. Then Travis Konechny was also sick, and um, but came back into the game against Calgary. Yeah, uh, it was interesting. Konechny really did battle through this whole road trip. Um, I'm not sure he should have played against Calgary. I know he had a couple of scoring chances. He's always going to have scoring chances if he's on the ice. But you just, I always think about the long term with him. He's an injury play guy at times and you know sometimes you have to tap a guy on the shoulder and say hey you know take a rest you got a couple days off here might be better for you but they didn't do it um he really you know gutted it out I appreciate that but again at some point we have to look at this Flyers culture and this is way before John Tortorella where guys will just play until they've got nothing left and then all of a sudden they're hurt and they're out for a while and we've been seeing this for years I mean almost as long as I've covered the team. And so that's something where I, I think at some point it would be good if Danny Breer dug into that. It's not to say guys should, you know, ask out because they're soft. It's just, I think there's a fine, there's a delicate balance there. Yeah. And I, I think that something that happened in both games uh, was, you know, maybe it's partially due to the travel. People are sick, you know, the holidays, it's a whole thing. But there was definitely a let up defensively in both games. And I think is, you know, especially I think in the Kraken game, it was very apparent that it went from like one period of really good play for the Flyers to like then getting overwhelmed to some degree. Um, I mean, you look at the statistical charts for that game and it's like Flyers, 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 Kraken, you know? Well, I mean, so here's another potential strategy. 
if you want guys to block every shot, then you really should be rotating in and out more defenders. Like you just should. And and meaning, so that means, yeah, even, you know, I would bring up even another young guy and if that takes the place of a forward, so be it. Because these guys are not robots. Like how many blocks can you handle? And you could see that it's probably taken a toll on a few of them. Yeah, I would say so. And I would also say that, you know, you look at especially, my goodness, the late third period and the overtime and the Kraken game yeah. and then uh, the third period of the game against the Flames. Yeah. Um, there was definitely some scrambly stuff happening in front of the net. People were just not as positionally sound, I think, because there was some desperation due to exhaustion. I yeah. think related to the style of play that they had and thus like guys were being left open and that's how the mm -hmm. flames won this one. Right. Yeah, I think so. And look, I mean, the flames hadn't played, I guess they said in like two games, two days or something like that. So clearly the fresher team, but still, you know, you could have taken advantage of their rust. They didn't enough maybe. And I don't think that rust lasted for long. It was just, Hey, look, Urson played great. Now he yeah. could have, you know, he could have probably, you know, any a lot of other goalies would have probably given up four or five earlier. But the play with Urson with with the strap, I know it's easy for the broadcast to say, "Hey, look, he's got a broke." Listen, you can't take off your mask. You cannot do it. And and Tortorella knew it. That's why he didn't argue it. And and unfortunately, yeah. that's a, a young goalie mistake. I get that the strap's broken, and all you can do is just get their attention. But you can't take it off yourself. You can't do it. I know it was uh, it was actually really funny because Scott Hartnell was very clearly trying to make a Taylor Swift reference about yeah. Shake It Off. Yes. And JJ just like it was going went straight well, over. Right over his head. Head. He didn't get it. I know. I was, was dying. Yeah, I <laughs> that, that whole thing. Uh, but uh, yeah, I do think that he overall played a, a really excellent game. And, you know, I thought Carter Hart played great against seattle too i think that he did it, it's it's just like uh, it was just defensive positioning that really led to the the goals against in both games i would say well and i also think we're getting to a point now where are you really going to keep this fourth line intact i don't know are you really going to keep cam atkinson keep him out there even though he's struggling struggling mightily like there is supposed to be an earning of the ice time here. And at some point, Cam needs to sit. Like, it's not a, a negative. It's just, hey, he needs a, a day off for sure. A, a game yeah. off where he could watch from the press box and all that stuff. Yeah, it's really interesting because I've been thinking a lot about that. Uh, if, you know, he should sit a game. And part of me agrees with you wholeheartedly that I think, like, he does need to kind of just have a, a day to get it together i think torts was probably hoping the christmas break would be that for him right. um, and i i also have this nagging feeling in the back of my head about what happened with kevin hayes last season and i do not want a repeat of that now i understand the relationship between torts and, and cam atkinson is it's much different yeah it's a better and much different but i just don't want it to get to be a pattern and then develop this schism that mm -hmm like causes problems so i partially like i i just want him to work through it but also we got to figure out a way to get him going and figure out that fourth line situation because 
I know Lawton's on the fourth line and, and Paling's moved up now. And he actually had that really great play oh, on the three. I mean, I, yeah. I appreciate Ryan Paling's play right now. It's actually as good as I've seen it in a while. Yeah, unfortunately, putting Scott Lawton on that fourth line, we've talked about it. It's not good for him. It's he's also hole. not. Yeah, it's a black hole, and he's only really standing out when he's on the penalty kill. Right. Um, which, of course, happened again in the Kraken game, you know. Yeah. But I, I think that um, he's also struggling at the faceoff dot. Yeah. Um, and, you know, uh, especially in the game against Seattle. Lawton was the only one who was really losing faceoffs consistently <laughs> in that game. And so I just feel like there's got to be a better spot for him too. And I, that's why I think some shakeup could or should happen. And they did do that at the top a little bit too. I think partially to get Atkinson going, but I don't know. I, I The thing is, is like, there's still so much good here that it's hard to like, want to tear things apart entirely. Sure. I mean, I get that. Um, but two losses in a row or two losses in a row. It doesn't matter if you got points or not. Um, yeah. What we're noticing in play is what we're noticing in play. Look, John was not happy tonight on the bench. Whatever he says post-game, if he doesn't say he was, wasn't happy, he's not being honest because he wasn't happy. So you look at it and you say, all right, there are times where you have to have resets during a season. I mean, you know, there's another big thing we'll talk about, you know, the black hole of a power play that, needs a reset for the whole year, the whole 2023 calendar year. I don't, you know, I don't know if it's going to be better in 2024. I see they're trying some different things. Uh, again, my answer to all of that is you need results. You yeah. need results. And guys have to have, like, specific roles so they know what they're doing all the time. Like, what Connecty was doing was great. And then after that, one, you know, as an example, I'm, I'm like maybe that second one. But then after that, it went back into a jumble again. Yeah. And, you know, so far, the only thing that they've done that they've sort of stuck with to make changes is put Zamula at the point for the past right. several games. Which and is good. That's fine. Yeah. It's worked so far, at least, you know, to a, a small degree. Uh, so, you know, maybe, maybe there's hope. Maybe, you know, that New Year's resolution will be the one that gets uh, fulfilled. Maybe. But uh, we'll see. There's a little bit more to talk about with uh, these couple of games to wrap it up. And uh, then we had a very exciting day at World Juniors. So we want to get into that and we'll do that coming up next. The NFL regular season is wrapping up, but there's still time to get in on the action with FanDuel, America's number one sports book. Right now, new customers get 150 in bonus bets guaranteed when you place a $5 bet. That's 150 bucks in bonus bets, win or lose. The app is easy to use, and there's so many different ways to bet, like live same-game parlays. Find bets in the new Explore tab. Make a parlay in the Parlay Hub, the best way to find popular parlays, and more. And I got to tell you, right now, coming into the last week here, uh, take the New England Patriots over the New York Jets because it could be Bill Belichick's last game with the Patriots, so I have a feeling he's going to pull out all the stops. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn and make your first bet a layup. FanDuel, official partner of the NFL. On tomorrow's show, of course, we'll have Phantoms Tuesday and preview the 
uh, matchup against the Oilers. And we will be answering your mailbag questions later this week. So make sure to get those questions in. You can email us at lockdownflyers at Gmail, send us a message on Twitter or comment over on our YouTube channel. Uh, Russ, you know, continuing the conversation on um, the power play, I think that you know, you look at the power play situation, but you also look at that six on five situation where, um, you know, the Flyers scored a couple of goals six on five. We talked about that specifically last week. And that's why I bring it up, because it was something, you know, you said you don't want them to pull the goalie too early. Um, they pulled the goalie too early. You they know, really did. Your- I mean, I get that they got yeah. a couple of goals, but this was early. This was a game where you had a hard time gaining control of the puck. All right. Yeah. You made the score close there for a little while, but it just, to me, it was like, eh. like I said, I'm glad that Brink and Zamula got goals. That was great. But maybe you, you know, everybody liked the scramble at the end. Okay. But again, at 328, I, I get it. I get it. They had a power play, but I just, I didn't like it. Yeah. I mean, I didn't love it, but I, I do think that the, the result was mostly there. I just think, again, it was the defensive side of things, the coverage. Right. And that was that was the problem we had with it. It wasn't that it wasn't yes. the right thing to do. It no, was no, that it's the, the Flyers, problem. yeah, it was the defensive side of things. And, you know, I got, I felt so bad. I think it was York that, like, fanned on the clear, which kind of led to. No, Tippett, uh, I think. Or Tippett, sorry. Yeah, Tippett, uh, yeah. Yeah, that, um, you know, I think if that had been different, maybe something maybe the score would have ended up differently, but um, I, yeah, I just think defensively it's, they're not strong enough in that situation um, to have it play out. Well, like I, I wasn't worried about the offensive side of things. No, that's for I sure. Mean, and, and guys that definitely could score. I mean, there's no question about it, but they couldn't stop them from scoring either. They gave up an empty net or two. Yeah, I think so. Just a, uh, Definite momentum issues in these couple of games. And I think that's something, especially when you're facing the Oilers next, that's something they're going to have to be more consistent with is like an even level of intensity throughout the uh, the entire game, especially on the defensive you side. You have to worry about a home letdown too, because they've been better on the road lately than at home. And so now you do have to kind of really rally the troops at home because things were great on the road for a while. Now they sort of petered off a little bit. I feel like you got to worry about a home letdown a little and you got to really, you know, get on them. But again, there's not going to be a ton of practice time because like New Year's Day, nobody's going to do anything. And I'm not sure, you know, when they'll practice after that. We shall see. But uh, we will be talking about those Edmonton Oilers, like I said, on tomorrow's show. In the meantime, World Juniors keeps trucking along. Uh, It's been a very exciting tournament. I would say uh, some really interesting results and we are now down to the quarterfinals and they're officially set, but it took until the end of the last game of the round Robin to figure that out. Uh, We have Sweden facing Switzerland team USA against Latvia, Canada versus Czechia and Slovakia versus Finland. And uh, yeah, Last couple of days, very exciting. Uh, both Canada and Team USA getting a little bit of a scare in their second to last games, right? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Canada really has some some issues. They do. I mean, Germany really put a scare into them. And there were some weird things that went on in that game, too. Like there was a, you know, 
Canada didn't think that uh, Connor Geeky, when he um, checked, uh, I think it was Schindler. Uh, he, you know, look, he's six four. Schindler's five nine, whatever. But he hit him high in the head. And I give Bob McKenzie yeah. great credit because, like, Jeff O'Neill's on the on the panel, and he's like, "Look, if this is the NHL, it's a clean hit." Well, first thing, Jeff, it's not. It's international. Yeah, the rules are different. And McKenzie clearly said that's a hit to the head. It's the right call. So he didn't pull any kind of, you know, if this were the NHL or anything else. And that's why Bob is Bob, because he's right. Now, Geeky has to understand when he's lining a guy up like that, that he is that much bigger. And he's got to hit him in the chest. So that's, you know, that's something. And then there was a uh, a high stick that happened to Canada, to uh, to Germany. That wasn't called. I don't know. We're yep. not even sure if blood got drawn or not. Nothing was called, and then Canada got a goal on it. So that was a weird game. But but I give the Germans tremendous credit. They really put it to them for a while, and then Canada figured it out. Yeah, they did, uh, but not before they got shut out by Sweden, who also had shut out the Germans. Like Sweden's yeah. playing real well in this no, tournament. No, they're to win it all. I as I you know mentioned early on, there's no question about it. I did know that. Finland was going to play them real hard. I wasn't shocked that Finland was going to beat them, even though they had played poorly early on. They sort of re, you know, grouped themselves. They they weren't that bad. But the Swedish team is really good. The, the defense is great. The way they move the puck, you know, they have scores like Lateramaki. They they've got a lot a lot of talent. You know, Olgren's great. Um, Edstrom. Yeah. So they're hard, and they've got the home crowd behind them. And generally. When Sweden has a pretty good team in the home crowd, a lot of times they do win gold. So even though we love the U.S. team, Sweden's a real, real, real big threat. Yeah, I think so. And, um, of course, Team USA had a little bit of a, a scare against the Czech team yeah. uh, where it had to go to the shootout in order for Team USA to win that one. Uh, but but they did. So uh, a win's a win in this a tournament. You know, it's funny. Czechia did to Team USA what I thought Slovakia was going to do. Exactly. They were, were out battling them outside the dots because they were getting them outside the dots. And then all of a sudden things were changing because the U.S. strategy was to keep everything inside the dots. So, uh, yeah, that, that changed a little bit. But yeah, the, the U.S. got through it. Uh, I still think they could be better on the power play. Uh, I still think, the you know, the B.C. line could be better. Like, they've yeah. had good moments and they've had moments where they're not doing a lot. Really, the third line is is the first and third lines are really what's 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 fueling them. And, and Lane Hudson does seem to be picking up some steam now as the tournament Absolutely. rolls on. And that's good because he was a little slow out of the gate. And people were kind of killing him. And then you saw like Habs fans online defending Lane Hudson. Listen, he's fine. But I think yeah. he is starting to, you know, the, things are starting to drop for him. And that'll help the U.S. in the big games. Yeah. And I think, you know, that decisive win over Slovakia 10 to 2, uh, you know, it was it was pretty even, even a few minutes into the second period. But then USA just took over. Um, and I think that was an important style of win for them going into the quarterfinals yeah and i give mcgrory great credit because you know he he was redshirted when i was in camp but they knew he would be able to play but he had you know he had a concussion or something that was upper body that was bad that kept him out of a bunch of college games and now i'm worried about snuggaroo because he wasn't in the lineup and i don't know if he's injured or not he was playing great like snuggaroo was a big he factor. must be hurt he so must be hurt 
thinking he might be. And we have to see now where, where that leaves them because that's, that's, a big, that's a big cog for them. Cutter Gautier got a goal finally in that yes. game against Slovakia. I'm sure that just like a big weight off his shoulders. But, you know, he's got a goal and seven assists in the tournament, which is yeah. fourth overall in points. So it's like nothing to sneeze at. And he's no. been great with the playmaking, which is something he's good at. Yeah, no, he. I think people are surprised, um, but he is a good playmaker. He's always had good passing ability and good vision in him. Uh, he was losing some board battles early on. I think that's gotten a little better. I think his yeah. defensive zone coverage has gotten a little better. So he, he's another one. But the other thing he has to work on, at the second half of college season, like Cole Caulfield, he needs more angles on his shots. Because in college they may be dropping, but in this tournament where you have some of the now some of these like elite goaltenders, yeah. Elite goaltenders and it's not dropping as much. Yep, I agree with that. Hundred percent. Um Oliver Bonk is uh you know, with somewhat limited ice time, about sixteen minutes per game, but he has three assists in the tournament, uh, which is pretty good considering he's like third pairing on that uh team for the most part. And uh, unfortunately, Alex Siernik, uh was out. Um, he has an assist in the tournament, but yeah. uh, he got hurt in their game against Norway and wasn't even in the game where they played Team USA, which was such a bummer because I wanted to yeah. see like two prospects against yeah. you know, playing against each other. But alas, that was not to be. Although sometimes you don't want to see um, teammates battling because I saw teammates battling from different countries and they're beating each other up. And so, like, you, know, you do wonder when they're going to settle those differences, you know, someday in the camp, you know. So sometimes that happens, too. And it's a little weird to see. Yeah, absolutely. But again, I think it's been a really fun tournament. It picks back up again with the quarterfinals tomorrow. So we will check in again later this week. And uh, it's Monday. It's the new year. So we still will make room for a nemesis. And we're doing that coming up next. Locked On has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel over on YouTube. Locked On Sports Today is here for you 24-7, covering all the top sports stories of the day with local experts of Locked On, plus our national shows covering every league. Go to Locked On Sports Today over on YouTube and subscribe. And uh, I don't I don't know, Russ, it is the new year, so we may need to have like something special going on here. And I live in New York, like and there's it. tons of these going around with the yeah. glasses. For those listening, I'm wearing those 2024 sparkly, flashy glasses that you see all those people for New Year's Rock and Eve. You know, I think that we, we, we talked about Nemesis last week. You mentioned it at the top of the show that the team needed a reset. That was exactly what we talked about last week as, as our Nemesis. Didn't quite work out that way so no. far. So I got two nemeses this week. I'll give you one, then then uh, we'll get into my other one. But uh, Alberta, it's got to be Alberta. Uh, with Calgary being a problem, we're going to face them again at home later uh, next weekend. And, uh, you know, and Edmonton. So, you know, I'm not, it's nothing personal, Alberta. You know, I've been there many times. I enjoy it. I've never been, uh, but. Well, no, I, no, yeah. I shouldn't say that. I was in Edmonton. Never yeah. mind. I haven't been to Calgary. That's what I meant to say. Yeah, I've been there like three or four times, and I enjoy it. So, 
yeah, nothing personal. Got lovely friends there, but Alberta, you're on my list this week. That's interesting. Uh, what's what's on my list is the um, there's a lot of stuff going around about the new trophy that's going to happen in the Winter Classic game. Uh, TNT mm. has a trophy. I, I think they're calling it like the Cocoa Cup or something, and it's a uh, and it's shaped like a coffee cup, and then on a trophy. I don't mind it. Um, some people are calling it gimmicky. Like, look, every trophy is a little gimmicky unless it's like a championship, a true championship trophy, right? But I think there is a way to have fun with, you know, some trophies in some events. Like, look, I made fun of the Pop-Tart Bowl because the Pop-Tart Bowl had right. like two. Oh I just God. thought it was tacky. It was tacky. That's all. It was like yeah. it was almost like five below, right? But, you know, I don't mind what TNT has done here. Um, with this trophy. So I'm good with it. I know some people don't like it. So my beef is with the people that don't like it. Hey, you're the same people that say that the winter classic stinks and you know, it shouldn't happen. There's too many of them. So just go away. Yeah. Yeah. You know, my other nemesis this week is new year's related again, hence the uh, glasses yeah. here, but I feel like the age of new year's resolutions should be over. Like, it's just too much pressure to put on yourself. You it's set too, yourself it, up to fail. That's my problem. Yeah. And I, I think that you should like just setting goals for small wins on a regular basis is the best approach to take, you know, like getting a lot of small wins is better than like maybe one giant win right. that is like at risk. Cause it's just too much. So like take it easy on yourselves this year, people. And uh, just, Keep your life manageable and take care of yourself. That is my personal advice. To yeah, you. I mean, look, every year I, I could say, look, I could lose 10 pounds. Every year I could say that, right? And then at some point I'll fail, right? Every year I could say, you know, I can be in a little better shape. And then my Apple phone will say, hey, you walked like, I don't know, a little bit less than last year. Every year, you know, you, you could do this so many times. And I just, I don't remember what age it was, but I just decided to stop beating myself up with this. And saying, I'm going to do this better. I'm going to do that better. It's like, you know what? I'm just going to do the best I can all the time. And that's it. And that's all I can do. Yep. Yep. I agree that that is the way to go. And I think that's a good attitude for the Flyers to have as yep. well in this new year. And that, um, you know, I continue to work hard. Nobody says yeah. they don't work hard. And, uh, you know, do the best you can. Improve you where you yeah. can. Do your best. And. Uh, you know, that that's all we can ask of you right now. And I, I think that, you know, looking ahead, the future for the Flyers is pretty bright. And I think that, you know, is this is a reminder to myself as much as anybody to yeah, not you get just reset your brain. Like when you're watching a world junior, yeah. you just say, OK, there's Cutter Goche. When you when you look at Mitch Koff's numbers, you say, OK, you know, but you have to understand that's uh, years down the road. We don't know what's going to happen with the finish of this season. It could be a fluke. It may not, but you still got to stay the course because you want to yep. be better for a long time. You don't want to have like one good year and then two or three bad ones again. So it does take some discipline in your brain. It does. Yeah. And like not get too caught up in the ups and downs of the day to day. Right. Think more about the long term. And, uh, you know, we're going to talk about the day to day here, but, you know, we also want to keep track of the ups and downs. and. Uh, you know, apparently my cat is very interested in this too. Oh, yeah. For those of you she watching on YouTube, life. she likes to uh, uh, 
get involved in all of this as well. But uh, that will do it for today's show. Once again, Happy New Year, everybody. I hope everybody has a great day watching the first day of the new Professional Women's Hockey League, the PWHL. And uh, the, the Winter Classic will be back tomorrow. Have a great day, everyone.